Hey dudes, want to be part of the heaviest and most well-known gang in town? Well now you can, with your official Fizzy Bastards t-shirts. Available from teespring.com forward slash Fizzy Bastards. That's teespring.com forward slash Fizzy Bastards. The shirts were designed by our good friend Joe Lawrence, they're 15 quid plus postage and packaging, and you can get them now while they're hot over at teespring.com forward slash Fizzy Bastards. Get bopping. It's murder on episode 34. <laughs> but you better not steal the groove. <laughs> Chaplin, gonna burn this goddamn pod right down. Hello once again, it's me, Kevin, alongside my OTP Sam, dancing all the way past Hollywood and today into Japan for some reason for the first ever anime swirl. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm alright, thank you. I'm glad to be here in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy to be doing Samime for the first time on this podcast? I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in how it goes. You seem to me right now have the, oh no, I'll give it a go, but the rank hesitation of a dad about to try a new cuisine with his family for the first time. I think that's a pretty accurate summation of <laughs> how I feel about this. <laughs> you remind me right now about when I was in any restaurant in Japan with my dad. Yeah. Have they not got white wine here? No. Oh, they've not. <laughs> I want to get a couple of things out of the way first. Sure. Have you seen anime before? And I understand me saying that right now makes me seem like I'm some sort of nerd, right? I'm still wicked cool and badass, all right? I'm still sitting at the cool kids table here. All right. Have you seen anime, he said, echoing probably a lot of people who said that. You're trying to make friends. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to make friends in school. I've noticed your Naruto backpack. Uh, I've noticed your Full Metal Alchemist lapel badge. Mm. And I'm asking you very nervously now, have you seen any anime before? Is Pokemon anime? What Pokemon? The game or the... The TV series from the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, that's that's a fairly westernized, but altogether definitely I would consider that to be anime. Yeah, it's Japanese animation. I've seen that. Yeah? I've seen Spirited Away. Is that anime? That is anime as well. Well, that is uh, considered to be one of the best. I've seen Ponyo. Okay. And I've seen My Neighbor Totoro. Okay, so... I've seen some Ghiblis. You've seen some Ghiblis? Yeah. What do you thought of the old Ghiblis? They're beautiful. I, lo- I loved them. Beautiful. I consistently quote Ponyo whenever I want to refer to ham. I go, ham! <laughs> like that. And does everyone like that then at the office, everyone do they? Everyone loves it. They love it. <laughs> They're like, Sam, what have you got any sandwich on? And they're like, oh, why, why are you screeching? Like, oh, no, no, it's from a, it's from a Japanese animation. It's called Ponyo. And when Ponyo has some, you know, what, <laughs> like that, it, it's great. So you've absorbed some Ghibli. Uh, mm. it's, a, it's interesting that Studio Ghibli is so universally loved, and yet giblets are so seldomly enjoyed. Studio giblets, I'm not having it. Ah, uh, Studio giblets. Nah, it's a bunch of tripe, mate, is what that hey. is, uh, Studio Ghibli. So you use the word beautiful to describe the few bits of Studio Ghibli you've seen. Mm. Uh, would you use the word beautiful to describe Pokemon, the original series? I would use that to describe Blastoise. 
<laughs> He's hot, man. I was, trying, I was desperately trying to think of a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, you look at you here now. Now I knew no, this I, was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Fucking too cool for Sam Foslin, Fonslin over here. I know. I know a lot of the Pokemon. I played Pokemon Go for an embarrassingly long time after everyone else had stopped, but now I've stopped. Sam was one of those people who, when the phrase "Sam is playing Pokemon Go," the word "still" was in there from an alarmingly yeah, early yeah. point in time. Like, yeah, I loved it, but that wasn't anime. You know all the Pokemon names, though, right? Yeah, I, I was struggling to get one in my head at that point. <laughs> Blastoise, your main. I, I do love a water Pokemon. Mm, yeah. let's see. Okay, so you obviously got on the Pokemon Choo Choo train when you were a young lad. And I did. I think for many of us growing up in the UK and the Ireland, and perhaps mm. even in those United States of American that we've heard about, that was a kind of an introduction for, for many of us into this kind of different world of animation. I mean, could you think of watching anything before then from Japan, or at least something that was related to Japan, like Pokemon tangibly was? Yeah, I think that was my first exposure to Japanese animation, or indeed Japanese television. Mm. Later on, we'd get... Do you remember Takeshi's Castle? I do remember Takeshi's Castle. With Craig Charles, I think. Is it Craig Charles? It is Craig Charles. Yeah, I'd recognise that racist voice he did anywhere. Yeah. I I don't know if that's a good introduction to Japanese television and culture. No. I mean, those were my first two. (laughs) One of the blokes from Red Dwarf having a pop at Japan does not really constitute Japanese culture, I guess. I mean, it's a completely separate thing, I understand. And who knows, maybe someday we might review the Pokemon first movie in some capacity. But... I know we've maybe chatted ourselves privately about this before, but what was it? Is there something specifically related to Pokemon, or is it something to do with anime, or the style of animation, or the style of the show and the universe that managed to hook so many kids at once? Why did you think it became such a phenomenon? Why did you think this kind of hooked a lot of people, and in my opinion, turned a lot of them into anime fans? I honestly think it was just the the game was so fantastic. Mm. The game was addictive. Pokemon Red and Blue, I remember being like hot shit and then the card game was a big fucking deal Mm. and I think the TV show was like well if I've got these two things going on I've got to be getting the lore you know I've got to be understanding (laughs) the full story I want to know Jesse and James's motivation why were they such dicks in Pokemon Yellow what was their deal exactly I think it's it's literally like well if everyone's playing this I want to know as much about it as possible I'm going to watch the telly show and then the telly show was really fun okay that's interesting you say that because a lot of friends of mine have said to me since because it's up on Netflix now right. and like a lot of friends of mine have kind of said yeah I watched it but I only watched it because I was swept up in the wave and that it was like necessary almost right. to watch it to, to understand as he said to get your lore and that it wasn't necessarily something they watched out of enjoyment or more some sort of like misguided childhood duty that you yeah. have to watch Pokemon and know all about it like wrestling <laughs> yeah pretty much you never then dipped your toe into any other anime out of that did that not make you curious about this world that was out there. I mean, were you aware that there was this world? Was there anime kids in Sam Chaplin High? There were, and I think the anime kids themselves may have put me off anime, and I don't want to cast <sighs> any aspersions on anime fans in general. Mm. But I think the sort of a perception that like it was an impenetrable exclusive club. Right, yeah, yeah. Of, like, we like anime, that's better than your shit that you're watching, mate. This As in, is like, more it's a subculture. You yeah. know, it, it defines you. Because We've gone outside of our, you know, Western TV, we've gone somewhere else and we found some, some higher art that you wouldn't understand, you bloody mm. pleb. It's really weird because there was no anime kids in my secondary school 
at all. Right. Like not a single one, which I found really weird. Mm. But I, I totally get that. The kind of, when I first saw anime kids, I wouldn't when I was in university. And I was similarly a little bit apprehensive because I remember there's a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls who I was mates with who loved anime and they recommended me loads of stuff. But then I would maybe go to like an anime evening or something like mm. that. And all of a sudden, there's some pretty hardcore folks who my initial experience, they were very quite gatekeepery and it was quite off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me, and I kind of hid away. But when I moved to Lincoln, actually, uh, many, many years later, uh, but when I, around the time I met this this Joker, huh? This Joker over oh, here yeah. with his jokes. Uh, around the time I met you, I was at a complete loose end when I first moved to Lincoln. I didn't know mm. anyone, and it was like, hey, there's an anime society evening on on Sunday. It was, and they were showing movies, and I went along, and everyone was fucking lovely and so right. nice, and it was a welcoming atmosphere. And I kind of, I in my past have regretted being worried about the label of being an anime kid and i wonder if my life could have or my social life could have taken very different turns had i not been so gosh darn paranoid about what people thought about me there is a stigma attached to it though isn't there there definitely is is. i mean i I have felt it and i don't know why necessarily did you ever have people assuming you were an anime kid i think people have assumed all sorts of things about me so probably (laughs) yeah I think people assume I'm more of a gamer than I am. Yeah, right. And that probably, you know, expands to things like anime, which seem mm. I think the like the the hardcore gamer kids and the anime kids, there's a big fucking overlap in that Venn diagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. In fact, you know, imported games from Japan as well was a thing. And mm. you chip your PlayStation to be able to play some games and you wouldn't get the translation or something like seriously hardcore, like yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think the the whole gatekeepery thing was maybe for younger people, if you have a thing that's your thing and you wanna just latch onto that and mm. it, when other people try and come in I think the right thing to do would be to be welcoming and encouraging them to like it. But I think sometimes people would get a bit too, I don't know, defensive of their thing. They wouldn't want you to come in and make fun of it. And also as well, I think you mentioned wrestling earlier. Mm. And I really, really think that there is a crossover there in that you've got groups of people who are incredibly passionate about this very unique thing yeah who are probably the worst people in the world to sell you on that thing and i know have being both an anime fan and a wrestling fan yeah that i have fucking struggled to really kind of until i started podcasting about it, i never thought i could introduce wrestling to a friend or to a better right. half or whatever like that and i feel similarly about anime mm. but did you ever like come across any like just maybe channel hopping or surfing or anyone give you a stone cold recommendation as i mean did akira ever come up like like anyone ever say, hey, check out this badass movie? No, Akira's not come up much. Honestly, the, the most I know about it is like the poster and the name, and I don't know much else. Mm. I think it, it's a thing that I, that poster feels iconic, and I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I'm not sure where I've seen it, but I've just like seen it around. But mm. no, there was no real toe dipping. It wasn't much of that. Someone gave me a Cowboy Bebop DVD and said, watch this, and I never oh. watched it. Oh, Sam! <laughs> yeah. You to watch Cowboy Bebop! It's oh, called Cowboy boy bebop oh my god you wash your fucking mouth out right this second all right right. seriously you're i'll call it now i'll say you heard it here first and that jingle will come in here like a goddamn freight train (laughs) 
We'll be out of here in a lean 15. You want to talk about a tight 15? You're about to hear it if Sam doesn't change his goddamn tune right now. Right. I get passionate about these things because, like, when I first came across anime, it was very much, like, an accidental thing. Obviously, like yourself, I was a big Pokemon kid. I watched mm. a lot of that. I tried to watch the likes of Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff, but, like, I was 14 years old trying to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm like, I'm getting too old for this shit, man. I don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. I was literally, like, a crusty old, like, I don't get it when I was 14. So I never gave Beyblade a try as a, as a result of that either. But I remember my first experiences with it were channel hopping. Mm. And from a very, I'm talking, I must have been eight or nine. I was channel hopping once on, on satellites, looking for something to watch late at night after wrestling and everyone had mm. gone to bed. And it said Street Fighter 2, the, the, the movie. And I thought it was a sequel to the Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I was like, yeah, awesome. I'm an idiot. I'll watch this. Yeah. And then start off and it was an animation. I was like, oh, great. It's a cartoon with all the Street Fighters from mm. Street Fighter. There's Blanca and Ryu and Sagat. I'm excited. I hope I see a tiger uppercut or two. And within five minutes, I saw more blood, bone crunching, people being set on fire, screaming, Aah! and just, I couldn't believe, I never thought that cartoons could be violent. Right. I, th- I thought cartoons were for kids, and therefore if I saw something and it was animated, it was for me and appropriate for me. Sorry, mate, have you not watched Tom and Jerry? Because... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is pretty fucking that was violent yeah, as fuck. Pretty brutal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it began almost as like a sick fascination. Right. That I saw this like hyper aggressive, hyper violent, gory thing, and I remember I used to see the manga logo that will come up. You'll see it when we're watching, like you know, if you're watching any of the DVDs that are imported, mm. and it's like this flaming Japanese characters appear on screen, like you're watching this fucking otherworldly shit. And I'm kind of thinking, oh man, I'm like breaking the laws of being a good Catholic boy by watching this stuff yeah i think when you discover that cartoons can be for adults Mm. that's a big moment you're like oh and you feel like you've discovered something that you shouldn't have and i used to remember i would go like into you know the likes of hmv or tower records and Mm. i'd travel up to dublin where there'd be a small little section there'd be like four or five anime dvds and i would just buy whatever and i assembled as a result the most hodgepodge collection of some of the best and some of the worst i'm not gonna lie the first anime dvd i bought sam was the animatrix right <laughs> okay well sorry did you go into reloaded half cocked is that what you're telling me you know what i think i did did you see reloaded i did i can't remember much of it at all you didn't really understand it though did you it's like fight club i don't think i got it uh, you didn't you didn't watch the animatrix right but it to its credit i mean i asked a few mates of mine they all said yeah embarrassingly that was my first experience with it but it kind of again it showed that Japanese anime didn't just have to be that one style of, of animation. It could be lots of different styles. You know, almost like, like art itself. It could take on different guises and forms and not just standard line drawings and whatnot. Mm. So that was quite impressive to me. And Akira was one of the first ones that I watched. And it was one that I absolutely adored and was obsessed with. However, I didn't know that it was considered to be this iconic, like, all-time great. Like, it's in the AFI archives. It's considered yeah. to be, like, one of the greatest movies of all time. Had you heard anyone chat about this? this one not really really no genuinely no what are some of the tropes that you think you can expect from watching your first proper i'm gonna say non-ghibli so we're going away from yeah. the baby town frolics and into fucking grown-up bill <laughs> what are you expecting from this in terms of you know tropes or whatnot violence yeah blood and guts yeah it looks a bit sci-fi mm-hmm. have you seen any clips or anything like that did you watch the trailer or anything like i that? think there's a bike on the poster and the bike looks cool you're a biker it's like a future bike uh, you know I, I love a good hog <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sam Chaplin riding that fat hog all around Nottingham. Let me tell you, tearing up the streets. Yeah. I'm ve- I'm very excited. Right. I'll be remiss before we get into this if we didn't waste everyone's time by dipping our toe <laughs> into the mailbag. <laughs> Mailbag. Uh, we've had an email here from Google saying, Security alert, Cinemaswell, new device signed into cinemaswell at gmail.com. That's cinemaswell at gmail.com. Your what? Google account was just signed in from a new Mac device. Who's? What? It's me. It's me. I just I signed in on my my other Mac. You know you know what I, will never cease to surprise me? Mm. That Google hasn't figured out that it's a two-man operation at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they like, oh, they're going to steal our data. They've not figured out the dynamic of Cinemaswell. No. I don't know if I can like, email them and say... There's two of us. It's all right. It's like Google. Yeah, we know you're listening. Do you really understand the format of this podcast? I don't think you do. So I've got a, a question here from Joshua Wade, who asks, if you and Sam, or you and Kevin... Wait, wait. Are you wait, adding that in, or did he write that? Hold on. Because <laughs> I want to know who he assumed mans this man. Let me try and read this. If you and Sam, or you and Kevin, delete as appropriate. Okay, so it's kind of like... Okay. I mean, you usually read the emails. So, it's fair to assume. Yeah, I figured you'd do it, because, you know, if you're going to give me a security alert, you might. if you're going to break into the bank, mate, you might as well take the gold, you know? I've been given a turn in the email chair, and I'm very excited. The police are on their way, like... Do you want to send emails in? Do you want to send questions, queries, comments, other stuff? I guess send them on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. What the fuck is going on? Okay, so, this is cool. This is, like, reverse town. You know what I like most about this, Sam? Is that not only did I get an email about the security alert, it mm. then set on a cavalcade of linked accounts. Right. So I got four emails just there saying that you did this. <laughs> Like, is there? I don't think I've ever been more aware of anything you've done than right now. Well, I, I'm glad I told you out loud as well. Yeah, if I'm asked under oath, there's no wiggle room here. I know what you did. So, to to paraphrase the start of this email, if you guys could cast yourself as the heroes in any movies you've reviewed and Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo as the villains, which mm. movie would you choose? Okay. I would say that Sam and I would make a good dude and Walter combo. Nice. Yep. Obviously, because I'm a very chill, layback person, and Sam, very shouty, very highly strung, very angry, a yeah. Vietnam War veteran, so I think you make a good Walter. Fair. And then I'd have Kermode and Mayo play the baddies because they're fucking nihilists, Sam. Way! Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it would be Rocky just so I could spark those cunts the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Where was this? Last week I was all about lamping, and now you're coming here with this. Where was this? It's after you hear dropping from the Warriors, uh, and now you can't help yourself. I've been carried away. Sparking. Spark him out. Spark him out. Him. Down goes Kermode. Down goes Mayo. Is Kermode going to be like Apollo Creed? Who's a Kermode in this? I don't give a fuck, mate. Tag team boxing. Let's just punch him. That's what I want. I'll run up some stairs beforehand. Yeah. All right. I'll get in that ring, and I'll punch Mark Kermode. Do I get to be Paulie or Adrian in this? Probably Adrian. I think that would be yeah. nice. Given my zoology background, it makes sense for me to man a pet shop. Like. <laughs> we had another question here from Robert O'Sullivan. That's robertosullivan at gmail.com. Shit, sorry, this is hard. No, we're getting the hang of it. Hello, lovely boys. Very nice. Oh, oh no. Mm? Bookily jazz. Bookily jazz. <laughs> 
Uh, Sam's love of Tiffany is well known and truly knows no bounds. Absolutely. Yeah. Out of control, mate. But what's Kevin's favourite tipple, according to Sam? Which is me. What do you like is what he's asking me. Yeah, well, why are you asking me right. when the question's directed Kevin, to you? Kevin, what do you think I think you like? No, um, I know you like a good cup of tea and a good cup of coffee. I do. I'm actually drinking a good cup of coffee right this I second. I know you like a good coffee. Mm. I know you like good eggs. I do. I love a good egg. Fun fact, before most podcasts I mm. record, I will usually eat eggs to give me the, the power and courage to go on through. Right, well, with that in mind, one more question from Simon Begley. Good morning. It's not. Question is, how do you eat yours? Kind egards, Simon. How do you eat yours? How do you eat yours? Kind egards. 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 Now, did he drop that double G in there, Sam, to give us a pun, or is this man literally just typing on the fly? And... Double G. Double G. Okay, double G. That's a stone cold pun, and I yeah. accept that. That's brilliant. So, is he asking about cream eggs particularly, or is he asking about eggs? I don't know. I want to know both. I want to know how you have your eggs. I don't want to know what your favorite egg is. Favorite egg method. <laughs> Okay, egg is, methods. And then we'll go to cream eggs after that. The egg method would be a great name for an album, wouldn't it? Yeah. Egg methods, you know, just me doing a gang sign. It'd be yeah. really cool. Cream eggs, how I have mine. I have them 20 years ago and still not knowing how people enjoyed them as much as they do. What? I don't like cream eggs. They're too, they're oh, too sweet. Sam, I've got a rule. If you're 10 years old and you think it's too sweet, you're certainly not going to enjoy it when you're fucking 30, okay? It's simple as. I've oh. never enjoyed them. I've not, honestly. Fucking hell. I know. I mean, I've tr- I have tried. Right. But, like, as I've gained knowledge of sugar, it's made it even less palatable. Right. I think the more I know about sugar, the more I want cream eggs. <laughs> Because you know, like, what great value for money they are. Because yeah. how do they pack so much into such a small space? Like, to answer the question for me, um, I just I bite the top off and then like suck out that sweet cream. <laughs> It should be creme egg, though, shouldn't it? It should be creme. It should be creme egg. Do, yeah. do you eat it like an insect, then, basically, is what you're saying? Like Pretty much. That is how a centipede would eat its prey. It's actually referred to as suctoral feeding, what you're doing there. Oh, nice. Which is to rip an opening, then to kind of put your maw over it, and then just to absorb the fluids within. So, My mum's uh, not involved in this, mate. I'm not bringing... <laughs> I'm not bringing my ma and pa into this. No, I think I just remembered what I said creme. Mm. When I worked at the funeral place. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you worked in a ghoul, in a ghoul house for a brief period of time. Two weeks. When I worked there, they kept saying creme rem, which sounded really nice. It sounded delicious. Creme rem? It's cremated remains. Are you shitting me? No, that's how they'd refer to it. That's literally put me off being cremated. Yeah. Now, I, I was like, that was a solid A out of 10. Yeah, cremate me. And now I'm like, I don't want to be fucking referred to with a, with a rubbish abbreviation. You fucking bury me in a crypt now. Give me some creme rems. You know, you, you, the family all gets around and has creme rems at Christmas. Creme rems. I don't creme know. Rem. Creme, creme rems doesn't sound as delicious as you make it out to be. No? Rem just... Mm. <laughs> it's a bit of rem. It's too... It's, yeah. It too, sounds serious. Like, creme rem sounds like something you have to get done in a hospital. Like, do you want to go in for your creme rem now, Mrs. Morrison? <laughs> yes, please. Oh, she's brave. Bless her. We're going to do a couple of Facebook questions and then we'll get into this gosh darn film. That's at cinemaswirl at facebook.com. That's cinemaswirl at 
Facebook.com. Send your questions over to Facebook. Easy. Easy. Matt writes, I had a house guest who stayed at my house recently, and they left two cases of Pepsi Max at my house. Whoa. Is a case a six-pack, or is a case like... Because I always assumed that a case meant to be asked to have a cardboard underlining to kind of pack it in there. I'm guessing it's just the six-pack. Yeah, okay. But I don't know. Matt says, I don't drink it. I was wondering if Sam knew any organisations I could donate them to for a tax write-off. <laughs> Um. (laughs) I love how it's like kind of that one he did a handbrake turn to go from charitable to self-interested like one second (laughs) it's it's quite impressive the smell Um, of burnt rubber and self-interest is palpable in the air right now I love it yeah I just wanted to read that one because it was a funny email but also if you do have like any stuff like that left over food banks and stuff just google your local food bank donate it there there you go nice little tip for you lord knows no one else will so you you know if you got stuff you're not going to have even if it's drinks just go and take it there and here was me about to say you can clean chrome with this which you can <laughs> but you know maybe someone might who needs it you know yeah or that go to the food bank offered to clean their chrome <laughs> people come into the nice shiny new food bank they've got to the future all of a sudden yeah what did I just ask him when's Dumb and Dumber being done he really wants us to see Dumb and Dumber we get a lot of that do you have you have you seen it no it's, there's an issue now here Sam and I, I don't know how, where you stand this comedies have typically not fared well on Cinema Swirl in terms of my opinion of them well yeah that's I mean that's the only way anything <laughs> can fare I don't know whether you meant like we haven't been very good when we've done comedies I was going to say like, kind of like oh every time we review a fucking a comedy on Cinema Swirl the pound there's, there's a run on the pound every time that Sam gives it <laughs> three Star Wars but you didn't care for Blues Brothers as much no I mean I know we did Big Lebowski but I mean I'm kind of I know that big comedy from back in the day doesn't usually ring very true with you Blues Brothers scared me if I'm honest Mm, so maybe if we go for something like Dumb and Dumb it might upset people who really love that film where are you with your Jim Carrey though have you seen The Mask I haven't seen The Mask have you seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective no okay well Carrey Swell yeah he's fucking mad as a bag of daffodils at the moment seriously he's fucking insane it would be wor- it'd be a proper laugh to have a pop at him i reckon so i've seen eternal sunshine in the spotless mind and that was not as funny as i expected <laughs> hardly any jokes there hardly any jokes sunshine at all let me tell you yeah yeah if you want to have a proper laugh though look at his video about uh doing patents <laughs> hilarious stuff oh man it's so funny it's hilarious alright thank you for your questions if you have any more send them over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl and uh, tell a mate please uh, you know what yeah if you like this show and you want to do something nice for us Mm -hmm. and you got a friend Mm -hmm. tell them about it yeah exactly there's a couple of things you can do to help the show always a rating a review is always much appreciated always thank you very much for any of those we i love how much we always get loads of emails and loads of messages which is lovely again thank you very much if if you want to really help us it's the the organic way of retweeting is just to actually physically tell someone or you don't even have to you could just send them a letter or you could even use a social media, you mm. could hit him up on Friendster, Sam, and give him an old I am, let him know about Cinema Swirl. Like, hey, mate, I think you'll like these OTPs. Exactly. For it. You, everyone's got a Sam in their life. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. nice to think, isn't it? It's nice to think about. So yeah. find, find your Sam and let him know about Cinema Swirl, and then you can fix him like I'm fixing Sam. Yeah, I'm being fixed. Being fixed. Yeah. Well, 
We're fixing to watch ourselves a hot slice of fucking anime gold. I am so excited for this, Sam. Seriously, I'm really, really jazzed up. The last two episodes, I have been just so, like, giddy about just watching the movie myself, selfishly. But I really think you're going to like this a lot. Like, I think there's a lot of movies that you have enjoyed that have taken a lot from Akira. And I think as a result of that, you will end up enjoying this quite a bit. Now, Kevin, can you ask me if I know anything about Akira? And can you phrase it exactly like that? Can you... I, you, can you... Come on. Uh, <laughs> but when you change prepositions, it's really hard. <laughs> can you ask me if I know anything about Akira? Okay, I thought I'd already asked you that, but... Just, no, but phrase it exactly. <laughs> do, do you know anything about Akira? I tell you, Kevin, I know hips don't lie, I know whenever, wherever, and I know she-wolf. Fucking hell. Hello, is this, is this thing on? Are we rolling? Boo! We're, we're going. All right. It's, you know, as soon as you said that, I was like, he's going to do a Shakira joke. And the brain's like, all right, let's get to work. Let's get some fucking Shakira knockbacks there. And the only one I've got is, look at my breasts so small and humble. That's the only line I know. So you don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> That's the next line. Let's go do a cinema <laughs> swirl. <laughs> Sorry, my alarm's going off. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what did you think? Initial gut reactions to Akira. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You have a, a bit of a curious look on your face yeah. there. What's uh, what's ruminating under the surface if you can actually at this point get it into words and not just noises? There's a lot going on in that film. There is. It felt both extremely complicated and very simple at the same time, and I can't really explain that any better than that. It's, yeah, I totally 100% get that. Because I think this is probably around my eighth or ninth viewing of this movie. Right. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was just so, like, jaw on the floor in terms of, like, you know, I saw it maybe when I was, like, maybe 16 or something like that, and I just couldn't believe the visuals and all that. Yeah. And I was like, I loved it. And I was like, what was it about, Kevin? And I was like, uh, there was a boy. And, <laughs> and there was a lot of pate. And yes. <laughs> and then the second time, when I rewatched it, I was like, right, this time, time to knuckle down. I will understand it. The second time, I was like, oh, wow, this story is so short and it's such a small little simple thing. And then I didn't pay attention. So it wasn't until the third time that I actually, like, took it seriously and had the wherewithal and... <laughs> You know, didn't like you know, underestimate it because the second time I was like, oh, what do I mean? What did I lose the first time? It's such a short little story. It is rather complicated, mm. and yeah, repeat viewings definitely do help that. Uh, was it a positive experience for you? I think so. These are always the most interesting swirls when you don't particularly know where you're at at the start. I feel quite exhausted from watching. It. <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. Is it because, as you mentioned, perhaps a lot of information or a lot of kind of lore or whatever thrown at you? Or what, what? what's the source of the exhaustion here? I think it was the, there was a lot to take in and I was perhaps towards the start trying to, maybe too hard to understand every part of it. Mm, and then I as, as I got further through it, I thought, oh, if I'd have just watched this as... I was trying to understand every plot element, every character, who everyone was. And I think if, you, if yeah. you let go of that, at least on the first viewing, I'd have probably had a better time. But I was like trying to 
put together everything. Mm. But also at the same time, it's kind of a very simple plot. It's there's not that much going on. But there, I don't I don't know. I'm, I, no, I feel it, it conflicted does. about this film. I feel and a bit confused as well. It presents itself as something that demands to be taken very very seriously, and mm. also it is like jolly well interesting the setup and all that and it does it teases you with this kind of dystopian future that it doesn't really fill in the blanks about and so you're kind of you are grasping to try and put it all together and honestly it's it's like trying to build a sandcastle as the tide's coming in i think in your first hearing <laughs> to do that i don't want to be one of these people who's like oh switch your brain off and all that but like you know maybe in hindsight that's the way to go with it yeah the way i always came across with akira is that i this is originally based off of a manga so off mm. of like a comic or graphic novel or whatever and i think the movie a mate of mine who's mad into the to the manga he said the movie leaves out around 50 percent at least of the actual plot and the backstory so i always took that to mean i'm not going to bother trying to know it all implicitly because i don't think i can from watching the anime and if i want to read a big old book later on then maybe i can color in the blanks a bit but yeah i've always struggled to know everyone i mean i didn't know everyone's name when i fucking you know watched this even though i've watched it a million times and Mm. It did make sense to me in that I expected what to come, but it is. It's a dense old movie. and probably denser than some of the ones we've been doing recently. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It is, I will say straight off the bat, it's fucking beautiful. It's a very good-looking yes. film. That's not my problem with it. Okay, because you used the word beautiful to describe the Studio Ghibli movies. Yeah. Would you put this in the same category <laughs> of beautiful? Or, I mean... I think when I say beautiful, I also mean disgusting and gross, but like oh, just I see. Vi- visually extremely stimulating and kind of awesome to look at. Yeah, you know, watching this on the big screen, I will say that, right? Akira yeah. on the big screen, I know it was fucking, it's so stereotypical they made a joke about it in space, like how you have to see it on the big screen, but honestly, I saw it once. And it was fucking, it's just one of those overwhelmingly beautiful movies. Mm. I don't know, like, if it is beautiful, though, you're going to find yourself imitating it like other Studio Ghibli movies. If you, like, come out and get your sandwich and then be like, Sam, (laughs) Canada! But, mate, we're in England. What is it all about? Can you imagine, Sam, for a second, right? The number of people who have tried to show this to a date as, like, a... Oh, (laughs) Christ. That just fills me with such dread and sadness. I saw this tweet the other day, and there was a guy, it's like, yeah, I had a date with this cool girl the other night, and I went to grab Cowboy Bebop, and I turned and I said, some guy's already tried to show you this, hasn't he? And she's like, yes. And it's like, don't be that guy. And I totally get that. I waited four years to show Joe Cowboy Bebop. Right. Now we have all four members of the Bebop crew in our Sims 4 games. So, patience, lads. Keep it in the pants when the time is right. <laughs> Can you just imagine him looking over? No, you're not. You didn't understand the backstory of. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you see the symbolism of the Big Bang? Oh, man. No, I know it's gross. I know. I know. But keep watching. Hey, baby. Let me put this around. It's a great makeout movie, Akira. But you do have to get the snog on before. The terrible transformations in the final act. Yeah. If you're looking for the shift, you want to be doing it while they still have their motorcycles at the start. Yeah, yeah. We open in 1988. That's a grand old year, because yeah. that's when I was I was born then. Yeah. Uh, it's the 16th of July, where I assume I was just battling my intolerance to dairy and being prematurely born. So I wasn't able to really give the gravitas of Tokyo being destroyed in the fires of World War Three much of any consideration as a lad. No. I, also, I, I was premature, and I'm in, intolerant to, to dairy Yay! these days. 
I've realised more wait, and more whoa, that whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm lactose intolerant. Hang on. You're saying you're intolerant to dairy now? Yeah. You see, I was intolerant to dairy when I was a kid. Right, well... So... I was intolerant to dairy before it was cool, mate. Well, I was intolerant to dairy before I knew the majesty of pizza or right. chocolate, you know? Yeah. So, And I always wondered if my parents, when they're like, oh, and it turns out as well, he's intolerant to dairy. So, you know, and I wonder if a bit of them were like, kind of like, oh, well, you know, we'll save a bit on milk, you know? <laughs> Like a little, like, I know, I mean, obviously they were very upset, like I was premature and all that, yeah, but a little bit but, of it would have been like kind of, all right, but, you know, that is as deprived, a little bit of a slap on the hay penny there every at the end, you know. Every little helps. Every you know? little helps. God, that's, so you're, you've got a dairy intolerance now? I think so. I think I'm a bit lactose intolerant. I, more and more I realise that if I have any kind of cheese or milk, I get a upset tummy and things go a bit wrong downstairs. Oh man, this is so weird. It's like yeah. the, the twilight of the 20s. But I fucking love pizza. You love pizza? I love pizza. I love cereal with, with oh. real milk. Oh man, I know that feel. I know that feel well. I'm punishing myself every time I have it. Well, what I've kind of done is like I saw pretty much everyone I know in the twilight of their 20s developing some sort of a dairy intolerance mm. or some sort of a soy intolerance. So I just tried to like subtly limit myself of those things and I may have a dairy intolerance but I'm eating such little dairy now that I won't know. But (laughs) just don't be like my mate back home who had a dairy intolerance and decided it was a good idea that once a month they'll have a big pizza from Papa John's and endure the shits. I mean, let's be honest, I'm going to be like that. (laughs) No, Sam, you're not. You're better than that. You are. I'm not. (laughs) Don't give Papa John one drop of your diarrhea. He hasn't earned it. He's a racist. So, there's a big L baboom, i.e. a blinding white light implied to be the purging fire of nuclear war, perhaps. But we learn more about that later. There's a lot of symbolism with kind of what Japan has been through, and Mm -hmm. this is kind of considered to be a powerful movie because... Japan's great in addressing, like, past horrors in a very roundabout way. And this is like, you know, if you think about World War II very carefully, you can kind of begin... It's like a seeing eye picture. It's like, all oh, right, it's, nuclear war is bad, is it? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, I mean, and then we, we go forward a few years. Yeah. Well, it's 2019 in Neo-Tokyo. It's so. basically now time. Isn't that weird? It's now. Because what's so strange about it, they talk about the 2020 Olympics. Yeah. And Tokyo are going to be hosting the 2020 Olympics. That's crazy. Which is really crazy. Yeah. Are you ever let down at how slow our progress is coming that we are not in? We're not in... I'm not in Neo-fucking-Manchester. No. You're not in... You're not in Neo-Tingham-ham. Neo-Tingham-ham. <laughs> the Ottingham. <laughs> what, what's the fucking deal? Where are where are cylinders in our gas-based technologies? Yeah, our metropolises don't look quite as pretty as I was hoping. But mm. what you do notice in Neo Tokyo is no one's looking at their phones all the time. So I think in in the next twelve months or so, there's gonna, <laughs> people are gonna have some real. <laughs> Real changes in their behaviours. Wait, Sam, are you telling me that Facebook's apology ad wasn't good enough? Is that what you're saying? No, like? what I'm saying is that it was it was too good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I've been to Tokyo, and yeah. it's one of the most beautiful, amazing 
weird and wonderful cities ever. Like, it's such a strange place. Right. And it's so futuristic. Like, I think, I remember when I went there, people said, like, yeah, Tokyo's essentially 15 years ahead of the rest of the world, mm. technology-wise. But Neo-Tokyo, oh, man, wouldn't go there for a weekend break, yeah? I mean, it does It does look quite cool and, and colourful and nice, in a way, but there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah, in an ominous way, there is a lot of not-so-nice stuff going on. I mean, anywhere that has a bike gang problem... Mm. Uh, speaking of someone who's lived in Salford, uh, bike gangs are the scourge of the United Kingdom currently. Have you got bike gang problems? I say bikes, mopeds. Have you got moped? Have you got mo moped pro problems in, <laughs> in Nottingham? Mo mopeds po problems. <laughs> Are there are there mo moped problems uh, noted in Nottingham? There's a few dickheads going around on mopeds, causing problems. But you know, I think that's. That's the case everywhere, isn't it? The biggest dickhead on a moped I've ever come across since living in this area was when I ordered McDonald's on Uber Eats because it's like, well, I can get McDonald's delivered to my home like someone who's lost all grip on life. And he couldn't find my house. So what instead he did was he drove up and down my street on his moped, beeping his horn until someone came out. (laughs) Like He literally was going... And as if I wasn't ashamed enough already, Sam, to pick up that food, I had to come out with a butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. Yeah. Cold as brass he was. No, that's that's for me. That's, yeah. that, that's my one. Please stop beeping. I'm very jealous. I'm outside of both the Uber Eats and delivery radiuses. Well, you know, it, they, they will change a man. That's all I'll say. So uh, they'll yeah. change a man. So we meet the cool bike gang. With mm-hmm. Canada and young boy Tetsuo, who's playing around on a bike. It's a custom hog, Sam. With computer-controlled brakes. Mm. Beep, boop, boop. I've done a brake. <laughs> <laughs> Computer, activate braking mechanism. Awesome. Great. Alexa, put the brakes on. <laughs> Shut up. Don't fucking say that. I'll Sorry. get action here. Many right. a podcast has been spoiled oh. in my house. <laughs> Although, if a Google Home is listening in, maybe they will finally figure out how this fucking podcast works. That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, Google, put the brakes on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. Hey, Siri, put the brakes on. It just... <laughs> One option, Brexit drinks limited on Infant Street in Manchester. Right, okay, sorry. Is this about Brexit? What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Brexit drinks oh, God, shit, no. <laughs> oh, no, don't call them, Sam. <laughs> Um, so Siri thought I said call Brexit drinks. Apparently, there's a place called Brexit drinks in Manchester, and it was calling Brexit drinks. Wow! I both want to go there and never go there strongly at the same time. I'm literally being ripped in twain by my <laughs> own self. Come on, mate, get your Brexit drinks. Ah, oh, don't worry. I'd rather remain at home if you hey. don't mind. Hey. So these gangs, they're pretty much hoodlums, even though they're the protagonists of the piece. Mm. They are rivals to a clown motorbike gang. If you ever played the video game Full Throttle, this whole beautiful opening sequence with them on their bikes and whatnot, very reminiscent of that video game. Like, I could look at this every time I've consumed a new unit of media and be like, oh, 
it, these makers of this obviously watched Akira. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, it came out, 88, like, keep that in the back of your mind. And mm. that's like, it's, it is years ahead of its time. It is. It's, it's, I mean, it's roughly like 2019 era, isn't it? That's the way yeah, kind of the sense that you get from it. So we get pretty gross action from the offset when the guy's arm gets caught in the wheel arch of the bike. And it's like, yeah, you're in for some bone crunching, some blood spilling, some ooze. Yeah, it lets you know early on that the violence in this is pretty violent and gross. Yeah. So we see a man who has been attacked or shot with a little goblin running through <laughs> Tokyo. He's being chased by all the popo and the bow wows. And they're all... <laughs> now, don't endear yourself to anyone in a movie by shooting a bunch of dogs. So straight no. away, that sounds a bit fishy. I wonder what your thoughts on the little goblin was when you saw them. I've written man dragging what looks like boy, but is small blue man? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> That's what they're called. Yeah, little scary blue man. It's quite gross and confusing. And before the kid had um, spoken, I didn't know what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. I thought it might literally just be a a goblin or a small man. It's weird because, like, even though this is a movie which I'm sure everyone hears, oh, you got to see Akira, it's so Mm. awesome. No one ever really goes on about the plot details. No one actually ever goes on about, like, no one talks about the actual nuts and bolts of this. Remember those so a lot of it, yeah. Kind of shriveled children they had. <laughs> yeah, no one kind Remember of that like bit? <laughs> dwells on the really obviously weird bits about this fucking movie. Mm. He gets gunned down by the police and there is so much blood, he gets ripped to shreds. He gets properly shot to shit. They shoot him a couple of times, he's like, uh, I'm dying. And then they all march over and just blast him to pieces. Yeah, gotta take care of business, baby. Needless. Needless, you say. Needless. Well... In fairness, it is a dystopian future, and it wouldn't be much if they were, like, on Garda Shia Khan, and they'd be like, oh, would you stop that now? Give us the blue child. <laughs> but no, no guns on him, like, you know, mate, you've literally bought common sense to a gunfight. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's not going to work. The goblin screams, causes widespread smashing, and disappears. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So, Neo Tokyo may have all the lights in the TripAdvisor reviews, but it's not got civil peace got discord instead and the discord is like discord in that everyone's fighting all the time and hating <laughs> on each other yes very, very true it's very chaotic on the streets of neo tokyo everyone's running around there's gas and cops and protesters and gangs and things it's, it, everything's everyone's running amok mate you know what that looks like to me what's it like fucking news mate way way Oy. Oh no, I felt a bit scared after I did that now. Why? Because it's civil unrest, isn't it? Like, no one likes that. Yes, now, mate. We are in Akira. <laughs> it's happening now. We're in the Akira era, okay? That's where we're at. <laughs> era, we're in the Akira era now, don't you know, for fuck's sake, Welcome lads. to the Akira era podcast. Tetsuo, he kind of struggles on his bike. He's like, you know, he's very much like the runt of the litter you're, you're kind of led to believe. Mm. He crashes his bike, his fat hog, mm. into the little blue goblin man. He does, but the weird blue goblin man does a big explosion to stop it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I wish I had explosion powers. Me too. Um, or orb-based force field. It'd be very good, wouldn't it? Like, mm. I always wonder how, like, when whenever anyone in any film has these kind of powers... Mm how they control them like how conscious it is whether it's like moving your arm or whether it's like a subconscious thing i imagine it's kind of like when you and i have our powwows and we have to kind of contain the energy within and you know make sure they flow in a respectable manner yeah yeah. gotta keep a grip on it like yeah 
the helicopters captured the little man and the bike boys. So he's got a very much a, an oppressive military presence here. And we are introduced to Colonel Zangief, who is just <laughs> a guy from Street Fire, and he is in control. And it's kind of, it's weird. I watched it the first time thinking, oh, he's the baddie he is. But later on, it's kind of a little bit more vague than that. So I was just wondering, like, did anyone come across as like a heel to you or a bad guy in this? Did the colonel seem to you like he was villain of the piece or was there more to it? There's a villainous man later on. The, the sort of council or the government yeah. kind of seemed like a bunch of, you know, bureaucratic silly sausages. Coalition of chaos, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But I mean, other than that, no one comes across as like big bad apart from actual Tetsuro. Like mm. he... He becomes the villain. And even though Tetsuo is absurdly sympathetic throughout, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than him, there's no overarching big bad in this. So they're at the police station, and mm. kind of the police and the cops are working together, and you get to see like how crazy it is, because there's a guy who tries to do only a suicide bombing, mate. Yeah, lad lets off a big grenade, but it doesn't do anything, so that's all right. <laughs> they call the policeman Pops, and he's like, I'm 25! <laughs> I'm not even married. Come on. I know you had your, ah, it's a man experience. Yes. But, you know, has anyone called you pops yet is basically what I'm wondering. Not yet. No. But it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Do people over or underestimate your age or are they bang on the money? I think for the most part, people are bang on the money. The other day, someone didn't believe that I was as old as I am, which was very flattering. Oh. And I had to get my ID out. But no, I'm a I'm an old man. <laughs> oh, Sam, you've been fished, don't you fucking... Oh, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> and Sam. they wanted to know my mum's maiden name because they didn't believe that either. <laughs> Good thing you had your proper documentation on you. Yeah. You would have been taken to jail otherwise. So there is a girl who they kind of saw during the riots and she gets kind of lumped in with them. Canada's yeah. got the... He's got the horn, for lack of a better term. Yeah, he just kind of grabs her out and says, Oh... If we can leave, uh, my, I'm going to bring my mate with me. She's not his mate. She's just another naughty rebel. Now, Canada, right, because he's such a fucking beta male, right, he has to establish this unfair power dynamic. Like, oh, I got you out of prison, like, mate. Come on. Now we have to watch Akira on our first date. Like, don't fucking be that guy, <laughs> all right? Don't be pulling that shit. If you bring someone to watch Akira on the first date and then they leave, what you have to shout is, you could at least tell me your name, you cold bitch. That's what you oh! have to shout at them. I mean, I always have this issue when I watch any anime, which is the age of the characters always shocks me i'm playing this kind of escape room puzzle interactive novel at the moment called the nonary games and like all the characters in it look like they're like they're overly sexualized and it's like wow she's only 14 years old it's like well why is she even winking with her boobs out the whole time you made out like she was 25 this is fucking weird and i kind of i I watched this the first few times it did go over my head that they're meant to be like 14 15 they're meant to be proper young lads like well they're in school aren't they yeah yeah so it is kind of i don't know just nice to know that in this future sound that even though everyone's off the phone that civility and PC culture has not penetrated Neo Tokyo in 2019. <laughs> I'm drawing a few parallels between this and the Warriors in some ways. That you got a bunch oh. of bunch of gangs, bunch of kid gangs, and we're not really sure how old they're supposed to be. But I think they're all kind of teens. But yeah. uh, you know, maybe th- these lot are a bit younger. Ambiguous age again, though. Yeah. As far, I mean, do these guys have youth workers? We'll never find out. I guess. <laughs> so the science men analyze Tetsuo, who they've captured, and they're looking at his data, which is kind of like a wobbly line 
Mm. And they know he's been affected by the crash and they start mentioning the name Akira. And I know that is the name of the movie. And that immediately it's like, hang on a second there. What's going on, lads? Yeah, this must be a big deal. I think this was the point where I started to maybe overanalyze or or get a bit lost. The science Mm. man talking all his science, all Mm. his bloody boffin mumbo jumbo. Uh, I was like, oh, the power of a god and blah, blah, blah. I've looked at the data and Tetsuo was in this big scary science machine that looks like an MRI scanner thing mm. and I just it, I, I got a bit confused here I didn't really when understand what science man was saying when the science man testifies <laughs> and the Pepsi man ignores he could sing you into paradise so they go back to skill and got great teachers there because they just go discipline whack yeah discipline whoa Proper laser in there. Now, these lads have not done their safeguard and training, I will say. I, th- I think it's just great that the, the teachers would give them a very clear warning of what is about to happen just before it happens. <laughs> I'm going to hit you. Hit. Wang. I was wondering, did you watch the dubbed or the subbed? I'm a, I'm a dubber. I'm a dub boy. I love me dub. Dub, dub, oh, dub, dub, dub. Sam Chaplin coming over from Dublin over here. I thought I was the Irish one, am I right? Uh, so tell me, what is it about the dub and the sub? Where do you land on the debate? Uh, the do you dub-ate, think it's controversial? Mate. The debate? The debate. I, I don't know. I, so this was the, uh, the version that I purchased uh, on Amazon Video. Right, so they didn't sneak in a fucking wrong version of it this time or something like I did go to the local DVD shop and I had a look and I saw some different versions of it and I thought, nah, fuck this shit again. I don't want to. They get... don't deserve your business. <laughs> and they'll, they'll never learn. They'll never learn unless you take it away from them. So, th- yeah, the version I got was just dubbed and I just went with that. I think if. Now, this is going to sound incredibly lazy. If I'd gone with subbed, mm. this film already had a lot for me to take in. I think if I was reading all of it, I might have got a bit more lost. Mm, you know? Interesting. I don't want to sound like a fool, but it, there was a lot of dialogue. People get really, really, really kind of like heated about this thing about dubbing and subbing. And there's people who think that, like, you know, if you're not watching it subtitled with the original Japanese voice actors, you're not you're, watching you know, it that, at all. You're not watching it properly, so on and so forth. Like, and it's kind of the, the thing is always pointed out is like people say, like, well, you know, in Japan, if they watch King of the Hill, they'll watch it with like the, the subtitles so they can, you know, hear the original voices and whatnot. But I mean, like, I find then that there's people on the other side of that debate who get so pissed off about the snobbery that they almost get just as kind of <laughs> crazy about the dubbed versions i i could like honestly i could watch either because sometimes when you got a dub version you'll get a naff dubbing but akira is one of those ones that because it's such a seminal movie it's been redubbed a few times i think the first dubbing was a bit shaky but um imagine if you got yours on on amazon probably had like the more up-to-date one they did one for like an anniversary that's like proper the good texting here sounded pretty good to me i think uh, obviously there must be a lot of subpar okay dubbing out there but yeah this, there's rushed dubbing out yeah, there is what there is but this felt like you know the actors were delivering actual good emotive performances so I, I didn't have anything to complain about what version did you watch? I, I watched a sub this time yeah I've I've watched them both like kind of a few times and it's kind of it's much of a much just for me like kind of the, the, the main beats are all the same the shouts of everyone's names are kind of done with the yeah. same level of emotion and whatnot. and for me like 
I think it's kind of it's silly to get hung up on stuff like that I mean we're living in a day and age now where if there's an anime that you genuinely love chances are if there's not a decent dub of it there's a fan made dub of it like that's mm. like literally where we are now so you know it's alright you say sub I say dub let's call the whole thing off alright let's just I say subato you say dubato <laughs> Yeah, we're all not we're not too different. So Kaori, who is Tetsuo's female friend, yeah, uh, she meets up with him and he's kind of gotten loose from the facility. He's all goofed up, his bandages are all messed up. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's you know. goofed up. He is! Hires a kite, everyone! <laughs> Goofballs! Yeah. So yeah, he is kind of he's all over the place, and they make the stupid mistake that every fucking teenager is like, oh, let's run away. Cause there's no rules in, in other cities. Yeah, it's a nice romantic idea, but it doesn't quite pan out, does he? Just bikes away. Alright, if you're on your first date, you're like, oh, let's run away. You're a fucking it. Don't make him sit through that. Don't make him escape with you. Cook him a nice meal, you fucking scumbag. Akira, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's bike gets nicked by Tetsuo, who's gonna ride this fat hog all the way to spring break. <laughs> it's a chopper, baby. Yeah. But they get pursued by the clowns. Yeah, the clowns are out for revenge. But Sam, the sad reality is it's simply too much bike for the young boy. Mm. What what does he say about why the bike isn't working? It's like if it goes under like five thousand revs per minute, you can't change gears. Like, just he uh, cut out, Sam, he cut out. Yeah. You know. Alright, here's what he's saying. What excuse did you make when you cut out when learning to drive? I'm I'm bad at driving. I can't uh, I can't do this. Ah, I'm really scared. I don't like it. Why have you the, trusted me with this metal death box? The car is wrong. Now, have you ever been in a situation like Tetsuo here? Sam and Kevin, both drivers. Yeah. We're, we're both beep beep enthusiasts in beep, that beep. We have driv- we've driven cars and we are here today as human beings. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation, Sam, where you have had too much car? <laughs> as in, I know how to drive, I'm a competent driver, but this is too much car for me. Uh, what? See, what I've done is I've willingly avoided any situation where I'd have to drive any considerable distance at all. Mm. I've mainly driven to my workplace and the shops, and that's about it. What's the furthest you've ever driven? Probably the shops. Really? Have you driven for more than an hour? Probably not. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. I did Glasgow to Lincoln when I moved. Fucking hell. It it was 12 hours it took me in total, and I had to stop Uh, halfway to to have a cry, like, because I had a breakdown. Yeah. But it wasn't too much car. That was just enough car. That was too much journey. Yeah. Another time I was meant to drive down to Bristol with with a colleague who could handle that much car. He hired the car. We're driving from Lincoln, and then six in the morning, ready to go drive. And he goes, actually, I can't go today. So here you go. Here's too much car for you. And it was one of them oh, big, no. proper old man cars. Yeah. And as I was driving it, like I got like 10 minutes out of Lincoln and I literally had to stop and have a panic attack because the car was so big. I thought I was oh, going to no. like take up both sides of the roads. But plus side, mm. I got over it. And on the way back, I filled the boot up with cider from yeah. Bristol. <laughs> I got my cider. Everything's going to be all right. I did. I followed the signs behind the windmill. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I happened upon an old shed full of cider. Yay. And I said, do you accept money? And he said, yes, stop doing that voice and I'll sell you some. <laughs> and I did. Oh. And here, here we are. I drank it's it all. Ending. It was great. Happy ending. Mm. 
Speaking of not happy endings, the clowns catch up to Tetsuo and his lady friend, whose name I can't remember. Kauri. Yeah, and they get very violent and... They do some assaulting here. It's not good. Oh, for heaven's sake, give it to me. They strip and beat her. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what, yeah, what, happens, that's what there. happens there. Yeah. Beat her in the bush there. That, it happens like. Uh. So Canada and all kind of save the day, but it's very much like it rings hollow because they kind of, they arrive. It's like, yeah. And then it just cuts to Tetsuo beating the shit out of him. And Carrie is just like, her face is all swollen and bruised. And like, it's just like, oh, revenge is a dish best served never it would seem because this is just horrible mm. uh, Tetsu's got this whole kind of defensive thing where he doesn't want to be saved by Canada he's yes. like he's very much I could have handled it on my own you don't need mm. to come and save me and boss me around I'm a big boy I'm strong I could do this by myself I'm like you couldn't at that point mate you really seemed in in a spot of bother there and you needed some help, and your friends came to fucking help you out, you should be happy about that. He was the definition of in over his head, Sam. He was in is. over his head. And then he has his Akira flashes, doesn't he? And all of his guts fall out on the floor. He makes a fucking mess. It's very yucky, that, and scary, and quite realistic in a dream sense. That doesn't make sense, what I've just said. But it feels like a dream. Like, yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. that scene is cut together, the way mm. his kind of hallucinations happen, is kind of the pacing of the weird shit that goes on in dreams sometimes, at least for me and my noggin. Man, I just have a cracking good time. Like, you know, I just watch Netflix in my dreams, like get caught up, you know, what I've missed. Well, so, my uh... guts fall out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word of the day, Sam, to describe what it looks like, visceral. Mm. Oh, it, oh, it is visceral. It is, isn't it? Oh, that is visceral. Very, very. It reminds me of when I was a teacher and another science teacher who got very excited. He came up to me and said, Kevin, you won't believe what is it. It's like, yeah, we've got a hookup with the local slaughterhouse. I can get us a pluck. What's a pluck? A pluck is when they cut open the cow and grab the esophagus and go and grab out the entire intestinal tract and ev- all the organs with it. And I thought, okay, well, that would be interesting for the children. They arrived hot off the presses literally uh, hot and they laid them out and shit started pouring out of them and i was like you're an older person and responsible i'm a trainee i want nothing to do with this frankenstein bullshit yeah and i and i washed my hands figuratively and literally of the whole situation mm. the men in black come and take him away yeah he's gone again <laughs> they even stopped to do a dance with will smith like and that cgi alien they didn't have the special memory pen thing no flashy doodad Nice. That's the mistake they made. If it would have been a different movie if they had done the flash there, they went, Oh, we just got one less mate, I guess. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tetsuo, who? <laughs> They go and they have a night out uh, yeah. with some girls. And the girls are like, huh, without bikes, these are a bunch of limp dick assholes. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really cutting them down to size, isn't it? I mean, that's that's the thing, Sam, is that's their main gimmick. You know, if you're all about your hog and the ladies can't see past the hog and see the real you, that's that's where the issue is. You it know? feels like when I quit Pepsi Max, you know, my main yeah. my main selling point was gone. Like <laughs> if, this, if this guy's not on the Max, then what's the point? Let's go have some real fun, like you. Yeah. Those girls are some fans of Cinema Swirl. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so basically another riot erupts. We've got this kind of like resistance group who are being like kind of causing all these terrorist attacks. Yeah. There's bombs. You kind of, they call them terrorist attacks. You kind of feel that like the, the government is not necessarily the most righteous of forces. No. And he notices Kai, the girl who they freed from the lockup. He follows her and in the ensuing brouhaha, she becomes a stone cold killer. She kills a popo. Blue lives don't matter. Not in the world of <laughs> Neo Tokyo. <laughs> she shoots his fucking face off is what happens. In a yeah. sewer. And then his half shot off face goes into the sewage. Oh. I mean, talk about insult to injury is what I, I would know. say. Because at his funeral, if someone was thinking, I'll have a little cheeky kiss goodbye, they'd have a smell of arse in their mouth for weeks. <laughs> It'd be absolutely awful. Uh, could yeah. you imagine? Oh, horrible stuff. If I, you know what, Kevin? If I get my face shot off, just make sure I'm not near a sewer, please. Yeah, I will. If you can do that for me and my family. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll make sure. I'll, I'll make sure you fall in some crystal clear spring water or a uh, crystal clear Pepsi crystal. Yes, <laughs> I was just gonna say yes, please. <laughs> Tetsuo gets analysed some more by the scientists, and we get a series of flashbacks to his boyhood japes mixed in with some hallucinations. Essentially, you find out that him and Canada were kind of kept together in this kind of like orphanage or like mm-hmm. kind of foster home, and he's always been a bit of a puss for lack of a better term always fucking falling over always whinging and crying like Mm. so you kind of you can see that like reliance that he has and the the movie brings up lots of questions about like yes the meek are to inherit the earth Mm. but are we sure that's necessarily the wisest course of action this movie is asking jesus to have a proper second think about this i think the poor lad's just a little bit insecure isn't he a little bit i mean we can relate but if you had absolute power would it have corrupted you a hundred percent (laughs) yes i can say without a shadow of a doubt the the yes so kiyoka is one of the little goblin creeps there's a whole scary old lady little girl yeah And we also get introduced to the other one. He's got his little fucking Dr. Robotnik pod that he flies around in. It was the scariest of the three goblins. Probably the the old lady girl, I think, Mm. freaked me out the most. Dr. Robotnik just looks like an adult man who's small. He looked like Eric Cartman in the future a little bit. He does. And then the the one we met earlier is quite freaky. Yeah, they're all all scary. They're all horrible in their own unique way. The lady, Kyoko, she has a terrible vision of Acura and an apocalypse uh, telling the colonel and the scientists about this. The colonel goes down to visit the ice tomb to see where akira is yeah and he kind of he cuts a bit of a promo about like how the city has lost its way because it had to be rebuilt and the joy of rebuilding had gone and kind of implying that the city had lost its way morally and ethically and whatnot i think when you describe a city as a garbage heap made of hedonistic fools you are more than implying that you don't you're not too happy about yeah we we read your one star trip advisor (laughs) review and the manager has got some choice words about you actually as a matter of fact he he says that Akira was like Pandora's box that they opened and they were ashamed of what it was that they had done. And they're kind of just implying that Akira is this... They're speaking about it, I think, like a nuclear bomb. They're speaking about it like this kind of world-ending thing. Not a person, but a thing, a I feel. force. A force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Canada's got all the moves that makes the ladies go, please stop. Let's have some tea after our, you killed a fucking police officer. Yeah, if you've just shot a man's 
face off, you probably don't want to go for drinks with some little dweeb, do you? Like, Sam, legitimately, when I murdered the police officer that one time, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was done for the day. Like, I took a, I took a half day. Like, I literally, <laughs> I drew the curtains, I, dr- I run a bath, and I had a nice gin and tonic. And I thought, you know what? It's me time now. I've already killed someone who is a member of the police. There's no, no more for it. Whereas if some lad with a sort of pill jacket was saying, well, after you get out of prison, we can just have some drinks. Yeah, everything's going to be all right. You'd probably be like, no, no, I'm done for the day. I'm done for the day. Nice try, pill jack. Yeah, I do like that jacket, though. Isn't it? It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice jacket, isn't it? I just wanted a reason to bring it up. It is nice. It is. And like kind of anyone who would see that would be kind of like think either A, you're addicted to painkillers mm. or addicted to anime. So it could be like an interesting conversation either way. like Or both. Or both. The thing about that jacket and the thing about a lot of clothing items from any of the films that we've reviewed is I, I look at them and I think, I couldn't pull that off. <laughs> like, but then you'll buy it anyway, won't you? Probably. The Resistance meet up. They want to free the subjects that are being held. They mentioned mm. that, like, Subject 25 was someone who they had tried to get rid of again recently, and they've been recaptured. And they say they got a new subject, which is Tetsuo. And yep. at the same time, you're seeing there are all these cults that are on the street now, and all the kind of civil unrest. These people who start thinking that Akira is, like, this prophecy that's going to save this rubbish city and get it back on its feet back when it was kind of new and shiny. Mm. We go to the Council of the Supreme Council, I think they're called. Yeah. Now, replace the word Acura with Brexit. And we got a pretty good idea what's going on <laughs> negotiations. Hey. Yeah. Got David Davis there fucking everything up. Some other politicians. <laughs> oh, now, if you want to play a game of who can name the politicians, mate, I'll, I'll take you on, like, you know. I've got my Jeremy Hunt in my back pocket ready to drop at any second. I like. see you, Jeremy Hunt. I raise you a Reese Mogg. Oh, yeah. he's not even a cabinet, mate. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Chris that's Grayland. why I raise it. Back bench, mate. There's only one Chris Graylin. There's <laughs> only one Chris Graylin. They're pretty much unhappy with the colonel. No one seems to understand the importance of the Akira project. They're out of money. They're over, you know, they're, it's fucking mess. But the Olympics. <laughs> but democracy doesn't work. It's what yeah. they're showing here. Everyone needs money for their own stuff, don't they? They're all trying to get all the money. Yeah. Not for all that. this Akira nonsense. I mean, they are spending a lot of money on Akira. And considering that no one knows why it is, I can see the frustration. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if you can imagine, like, spending loads of money trying to sort out something where no one really knows what it is. Nah. You know who I want to come in here? It's Danny Dyer and sort this lot out. Like, <laughs> you know, where the fuck is he then? Where is Ekera? Huh? He's fucking sitting down there frozen with his fucking trotters up, mate. Fucking twass, Akira. <laughs> fucking twass. Oh, I fucking love Danny Dyer. This is the level of discourse we are currently at in Neo Nottingham. <laughs> He would be rattled by this. He'd be visibly rattled. Absolutely. Tetsuo has the mother of all fever dreams and rubbish nightmares, mm. even though he's got mild force powers. And at the start, it's like, it's how all these hallucinations I imagine would start. Like, I had the gastric flu once and I had hallucinations. Yeah. And I thought Teddy Wolf was here for a good time. And it turns out they're there to torment me. And it's like, blum, 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 blum. And then they become quite frightening, don't they? The little toys. Oh, yeah. So the toys form into this sort of giant bear. That's, I'm going to say leaking cum out of its face. Yeah, I said they jizz everywhere. Yeah, this just, it, but it's coming out of his paws. Uh, not, and not like, his bare paws, but like <laughs> the paws of his face. That's just, horrible. Yeah, but apparently it's milk. And I've heard that excuse a thousand times. I'm not falling <laughs> for that. 
And even though Sam is lactose intolerant, he still knows. He still knows a cup of white when he sees one, all right? You know, don't try to pull over the old, oh, he's lactose intolerant, we can slip some jizz in here. No way. No fucking way. And I'll be honest. Shame on me. I'll be honest, Sam. If there's going to be this much jizz, I don't want to spend one night at Freddy's, yet alone five. I, I've written something quite similar, but without as much jizz in it. But yeah, it, they are extremely creepy in that a very Five Nights at Freddy animatronic scary animals kind of way. And kind of a, oh, I hope all the 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds who think that it's okay for us to play this happen watch the era. What's that? They've not. Yes. Yeah, there's a couple of media franchises here who I think have uh, lifted heavily from from Akira a bit. Matrix, I think, is often in, is cited as one which kind of took a lot of the the action and the kind of the style and the kind of framing almost. Absolutely. Um, another one. If you think about all these little kids with powers and named with fucking numbers. Mm. Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, Stranger Things, which is basically what happens when you watch all of the media and make a fucking thing. But the whole thing about, like, you know, a, a little kids being in a research lab with powers that they can't control that are extremely powerful and the government trying to use them for research no, and stuff. No, and no, Sam, no. And the numbers. It's... It is. It's. It's not ripping it off. It's an homage. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is an homage. It's a pretty big homage, isn't it? Like when they in their season two, when they went, "Hey guys, look, Terminator, the movie." <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Do you remember, literally, do you remember Terminator at home? Do you? Do you remember being yeah. young like these fuckers? Yeah. It is good though, isn't it? I don't know, Sam. I do really don't like know. I feel like it's old hat. Oh. Like you know, it's it's done. You know. And there's a point when, like, we're at max saturation, I feel, in terms of, like, nostalgia goodness. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of like, I feel like everyone's trying to slip nostalgia everywhere now. Like, it's literally fucking be put into the water, it feels like, you know? Mm. And I kind of feel that Stranger Things is very guilty of that. And it kind of, it, it can go into interesting places, and it can do some stranger things, but usually it's just easier things, lazier things, things you remember from your childhood. That's what they should call it. Things you remember from your childhood. There you go. That's a review for you, mate. Tetsuo mm-hmm. is straight up Freddie Mercury here because he wants to break free. <laughs> yeah. And notice all them little creep kids <laughs> when he stands on the glass, they're like, Wah! Yeah, they're, they're scared by the blood. I didn't know if that meant something significant, I, but I think it's just because they're kids. and They're, they're kids, you know, they're yeah. They're kind blood. of in this yeah. suspended kind of state of like childhood forever. Mm. And I wonder, Sam, if Lego could cause you to believe that people would finally start putting them away, because I know we've probably got a lot of listeners right now who've stood on Lego that's been left out by kids. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh, oh, what a horrible no, thought. Why have you made me think of that? N- literally, no child of mine is ever going to have Lego. I'm no. sorry, like, unless there's, like, a sealed Lego room outside <laughs> of the house, like, you can do it in there, like... So, the Resistance have kind of slipped in using some IDs pretending to be maintenance folks. They mm-hmm. get spotted pretty much immediately. All of them get gunned down, except for Canada and Kai, who make escape on the speeder bikes from Return of the Jedi. Pretty much. What are those things? Just, like, security drones and, like, They're nice, aren't they? They're cool. They are. I would like to hire one of those in a public park for an afternoon. Oh, that would be fun, like a Segway experience. Yeah! Yeah. 
Have you ever had one of those? I've not, no, but Groupon keeps telling me that I should. Yeah, I feel like it's high time I went on a Segway. You ever notice that Groupon thinks that every day is Black Friday, even Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday of every day that is not Black Friday? They really do. What do they, what do Groupon do on Black, Groupon? <laughs> what do Groupon do on Black Friday? What do they actually do? They probably go, it's Friday. Everything's probably <laughs> full price on Groupon on Black Friday. <laughs> So Tetsuo has got straight up psychic powwows now and mm. he begins attacking the guards who are initially told don't harm him and then it's like we're going to have to start shooting this kid because he's pretty fucking powerful and he goes straight through the kid's room and attacks the little goblins. He's a classic teen boy here because he's like I'm the most powerful of all the boys and then they're like yeah but Akira Akira I need to be the most powerful of all the boys you know just keep it in your fuck grow up mate you know yeah we've all been through puberty alright we've all got the the growing pains the psychic powers the visceral hallucinations fucking grow up there's a bit here where where two of the kids kind of fighting back against Tetsuo when he's having a big fight with them mm. now on my dub version the the only times where the voice acting was not fantastic was these kids yeah and there's a bit here where they're like hey together let's attack him and then they do an attack and i just i was like that doesn't feel like that was the emotion of the original scene. Are, are these kids, like, super calm in the actual Japanese uh, version? No, I mean, I know the line you're talking about. Yeah. And, like, I would say it's delivered with a bit more emotion and togetherness than that. It kind of feels like the kid's like, yeah, we're not going to win this. Yeah, come on, it's kind of... Hey, kind, come kind on. It feels a bit like Blackadder goes forth at the end there, like, a little Let's bit heart's not in it. together. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tetsuo here is basically when adults go to play zone, isn't it? Like, you know. Yeah. T- too much power, too much agency over what's going on, like. And yeah, and Canada arrives and he's like, I'll be the one who's doing all the saving around here now, Canada. Uh, yeah, he's still got this whole don't rescue me thing. That's coming mm. out again. Do you know what it's like to feel small and helpless now, Canada? I mean, did you ever get rescued lots as a kid? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm still lost. <laughs> No one's come to get me. <laughs> I expected to be, like, rescued a lot as a kid. I was left behind in a play zone as a child, and my parents did come to get me. And one time, when I was, like, 12, it was, like, one of my first days of school, and my bag fell down behind a locker, right. and I couldn't reach it. I was, like, absolutely terrified because all my books were in there. And a very tall man, a very tall student, mm. I said, ah, my bag is... And he just reached over, and because he was so tall, he was 6'8", he was able right. to reach over and grab it. And because of that, anytime anyone, because I'm tall now, anytime yeah. anyone asks me for help when I'm tall, I always oblige. Because mm. that's, and that boy went on to be on the rugby team for Ireland. So he did. <gasps> so, there now, now. So, yeah. you're you're tall as well. That's the thing. I always get labelled as the tall one. You're tall. Uh, yeah, I'm tall, but I, I, people don't realise that I'm tall. <laughs> Is that because you like, kind of shrink down a little bit? Like? I, think, I think my personality isn't tall. That's <laughs> what I will say. <laughs> so, you never help old ladies pick gin and tonic uh, mix off the top shelf in Morrison's or anything like that? That literally happened today. Like. I've never really been asked to use my tall powers for good i don't well, really get those kind of things consider doing it consider doing I will. it i will so he escapes because he can fly and mm-hmm. zangief is pretty pissed off and also fired the council decided to get rid of him and he instigates martial law which you know basically means there'll be a lot more explosions on those streets a guy comes up and just says like here yeah, mate you've been fired not in charge anymore and what the colonel does is he literally shoots the messenger <laughs> like yeah and it works and it works perfectly and he's like works well, immaculately yeah well, I'm in charge now I'm gonna do what I want 
Tetsuo goes on a bit of a rampage. He destroys the bar and the barkeep from the earlier scene. And he also takes a lot of drugs. Capsules. Drugs. Capsules. High as a kite, if you could imagine. Capsules. Capsules. Uh, wh- what's in them capsules, is it? Huh? It be- it's not Kinder Eggs, is it? No. Now, my theory here is that after all these hallucinations and all these power, he's got a right cracking headache. A banger. And he's just saying, mate, have you got any paracetamol? <laughs> He tried to lick Canada's jacket and it didn't work. Like, yeah. So. so, and he's taken a few too many. And he goes a little bit off. Yeah, I think I've kind of put some off kilter a bit, doesn't it? A little bit. Now, we've all been here, Sam, where we've seen a motorcycle and we've got a little bit of the green eyed monster in our eyes. Mm. Tetsuo is no different. He's got straight up hog horn here. He wants. <laughs> he wants that hog. He wants that hog. <laughs> yeah. The moral of the story is it's too much bike for you, Tetsuo. It's too much bike. Do not covet thy neighbor's hog. All right. <laughs> so Kai, who has very little agency in this movie at all, randomly mm. starts like giving loads of exposition. I was like, I always forget this. It's like, all right. Turns out Kai knows that, oh no, she's just been possessed by demon children and it's yeah. just been used as a vessel to use exposition, essentially. This is another thing that I do, don't quite understand. There's a bit with this with Kai or Kai earlier. Kai? Mm-hmm. Kai. 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 And. I think when they're on those cool floaty drone things, mm-hmm. the old lady girl kind of says, oh, they're, they're down here, and communicates through Kai. And I'm like, how, what's that? What's going on there? What's that power? Kai is... Has she got something? She does. She has the beginnings of psychic abilities, and they're okay. kind of helping her foster those and grow uh, by using her as uh, basically like a, an elaborate messenger of sorts an exposition machine they use her as to just tell us what's going on here but i'm still confused i don't like that like you know don't be using people like that you can go and write a letter now they'd love to have a letter anyone would be delighted to have a letter in 2019 like so essentially what they're saying here is that everything in the earth is connected like through genes and it's like what if you know the cosmos, it was all like the secrets of the universe was all within your DNA and whatnot. And like, what if someone essentially, their genes went wrong and through a freak mutation was able to access all of this. And they refer to Acura as being absolute energy and that he essentially kind of reached a higher plane of existence and mm. kind of knows all the secrets of the universe, the beginning of time and before time began and yada, yada, yada. It's an aspect of the movie that I don't yet fully understand still. Yeah, but what I will say is that Absolute Energy sounds like one of those drinks that teenagers drink at school to get through the day, <laughs> you know? Big cans of Absolute Energy. <laughs> absolute Energy, like, you know, going, oh, mate, I've got six cans of Absolute Energy. This dissertation is going to be <laughs> fucking rubbish. So one of the gang, the bike gang, Yamagata, he's brown bread. he only been Done. killed by Tetsuo. Mate, no one likes a fucking short sleeve shirt with a sleeveless shirt on top of it. You were asking for it. <laughs> and then Canada is like, I'm going to kill his bike too. And he drives it at a wall. Like, is this like a stupid biker thing? If you, if you ride the Harleys, do let us know. But it seemed like very, very short-sighted. It's a decent bike. It's got tax and the MOT on it for the year. Why would you do that? Get that on the resale market. But he said he said something, and I can't remember what it was, and I wish I remember. It was like, I'm going to send his wheels to hell or something. Like, it's some <laughs> weird thing where it's like, it's a ritual of them that they're going to kill the bike, and the bike will go with him to heaven or hell or wherever he fucking ends up. Mate, right, if I die before I wake... At least in heaven, I could ride my fat hog. (laughs) 
if I die, what you need to do is ride my skateboard into a wall so that I can have it in heaven. Yeah, and when you die, I'm going to get skate two and just smash it up against the wall. Like. Please do, please. Yeah. Heaven is oh. a half pipe DLC. Like, imagine if I got to heaven and there was like no. They had all of the games, but just like skate was the, missing from the library. And everyone else is like, well, what's the what's the big deal here? Like, literally, you're the We've only got one. Tony on Hawk. Earth. No. <laughs> We and Tony Hawk is <laughs> I mean there's no way Sam's buying the buying the farm before Tony Hawk is. He's already dead inside. It's the rest of them has to catch up. Sam, you know that you can just skate here now. You can literally skate. Heaven is a half pipe. I'm like, no, I want to play it. In heaven. Yeah. <laughs> So the coup's in full effect. Most of the council are committing suicide. And even the guy who's like the head of the resistance secretly, he's like, you know, proper stressed out. Has himself a big old heart attack. A mighty big one. Like, a heart attack so big he wouldn't be able to do a fishing show with, with Bob Monkhouse afterwards. <laughs> That's a, a, a good but niche reference for some very international. Thank you. Thank you very much. It. Like, um, Who was that guy who uh, had like a heart attack? Who's he? I don't even know who he is. He's part of the council, but it was also implying that he, was, he had a connection to nezu and the kind of rebels yeah but i didn't know because he was like stashing loads of money and like bonds and stuff i think it was implied that the resistance was kind of almost like a front for him to take down the government and him to get in a position of power right i don't think judging from the fact that he looks like an actual fat rat with a mullet yeah he does like a balding mullet the most evil haircut of them all and he like dies with a mouthful of pills going I think he's meant to be a baddie. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I got that impression from him. <laughs> the imagery of the scene was rich enough, like... Yeah. Everyone's having a pop of Tetsuo and his schnazzy new cape. It's looks, it looks cool, though. I like how he kind of is slowly transforming into a sort of superhero type dude. Sam, never buy a cape, all right? All right. Just I let, don't ever be tempted. I'll have to cancel that Amazon Prime order, but that's fine. I'm worried now. We've mentioned Amazon like four times. People are like, oh, they got the, the sponsorship. No, we've not. All right, we've not got any sponsorship. Yes, Kevin, we've not. But there are some links in the <laughs> description no, they're of this not. episode. If you wanna, There's literally not. Like. If you want to buy a Kira on DVD, just click that link, that specific link. Can we get, like, uh, sponsored content from, like, you know, the local DVD shop? And it's like, yeah, just click the link and it'll take you to Google Maps where you can go and get the wrong DVD. <laughs> it'll take you to Google Images where you can print out the fucking cover for yourself. <laughs> Cinemastorial at gmail.com for all inquiries. So, yeah, he's got a large mass of people following him who are kind of worshipping him. The cult people think he's Lord Ooh. Akira, going to purge everything with fire. He fucking womps that army, though. Let me tell you, I love seeing a, a young boy womp an army like that. He's a womper. He stops a tank shell. Yeah. That's a bit of Matrixy, isn't it? Though, kind very of... Matrixy. Yeah. Very, very Matrixy, yeah. So, he's going straight for Akira. He wants to see if there's anything more powerful than him, either to, I don't know, fucking have sex with it, or kiss it, or fucking show it Akira. I'm not sure what what his end game here is. So, Tetsuo at this point, he's got his cape, he's yep. stopping armies, he's destroying bridges. Not building bridges, he's literally destroying bridges. His hair's going all, like, funny, he's yep. laughing maniacally, and he's starting to have a big fight on top of a weird research facility that was underneath an Olympic stadium, and at this point I was thinking, this is anime. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> this is where it starts to kick in. Here we fucking go. Here we this is what I expected. Go. I know what you were feeling like when he when he gets Akira out and he has like you know I feel like I wanted to grab one of those cold ones and just pop that bad boy open because yeah, it's this fucking anime, good and proper. Genuinely, when they opened the pod, I was like, and I think the Colonel was saying like, this is all that's left of him. I was like, what? 
some fucking beers. Like that that <laughs> can't be the absolute energy is Mate, just he, he like left the some house fucking party. tinnies. He said he was going to get he's going to get some some nice tinnies on the Sunday. I'm sure all that was left was the few Carlin that were left over. It was terrible sad. Look, I, I've downed a few strongbow dark fruit and felt like I'm full of energy and I can run for days, but I don't <laughs> think I'm Akira all of a sudden, alright? No. So what has happened is Akira essentially reached a higher plane of existence and the scientists ran every test imaginable on his body. They couldn't figure out why it was, so they literally froze him to have future generations analyze the data. And that's kind of like why they're waiting for someone like Tetsuo to come along who kind of matches the same energy signature mm. or is similar in power to Acura. So, in fairness... That's a lot of money to be spending just to keep a few cold ones in, in the chiller. <laughs> yeah, now Tetsu's reaction to this is very funny. He says, and this was great with the with the voice acting, what is this, a science classroom? Boom. Yeah, does look a bit like a science classroom, doesn't it? When you walk in there and you see a couple of... Couple with of, all that frozen human brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know some trans slides when I see them. This is a science class, baby. So, Canada arrives just in time to bust his balls and shoot him with his special laser. I love lasers like that. That is one of my all-time favorite lasers in a movie. It's a great laser. You're always like kind of looking at it and going, oh, I might buy this clothes or whatever. I'm going to try and get a that laser. laser. Yeah, I think so. Just for mm. around the house, like... Where did he get that laser from? He just picked it up from some of the army or soldiers or something? Yeah, the, the soldiers were in disarray Scoops and he picked up. one up. Like. It's a bit scary fucking existence when there's children walking around now with fucking lasers. Mm. They, they, have a, they have a big argument, don't they? And he's sort of saying, oh, I'm the boss now. I'm, gonna be, I'm the big boss. I'm the boss man. And Canada says, you're the boss of a pile of shit, mate. Boom. A pile of bloody rubbish. That's what Boom. you're the boss of, mate. You're the, bo- you're the boss of this uh, bin bag over here. That's what you're the boss of. You're a bin boss, mate. <laughs> <laughs> bin boss is the reality show we've always wanted and never gotten, isn't it? You know, I'm just saying. I love it. It's, it's proper, like, kind of, I've come back to the high school reunion. I'm doing really well for myself. And I've got a cape and unlimited power. Yeah, look at you, you fucking wanker. Hit me in the balls. Like, oh, you fucking bully. Who's <laughs> throwing a kettle over a pub? What have you ever done, mate? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I wrote down here, have you played the video game Gears of War? No. Oh, man, you're not going to miss my great joke here now. I've not seen wrote, that game. They de- they hit him with the thing from Gears of War. And you're what? what's that, Kevin? Disappointing third installment? No, the big laser. i got another hot take for you there again. Uh, they hit him with the thing from Gears of War. What's that, Kevin? Improper matchmaking? No, the big laser from Gears of War. They hit him with the thing of uh, Gears of War again there, was it? What, inconsistent lore, is it, Kevin? No, uh, they hit him with the big laser, is what it was. So, of the three, pick the one that pops the most. What are... <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do is I'll go and play it, come back, yeah. laugh, no, edit all in that three. Laugh. Three. You have to all play three. three of them. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that I understand why the third one is disappointing. Yeah, you won't the third one won't land otherwise. Right. And okay. you gotta do the required work for the I did my job, you do yours. Okay. Now record the laugh, edit that back into the episode. And folks at home, that is how you get uh, a laugh in the bank for later on. Like, yeah. <laughs> basically like stocks uh what i've just done there you know i uh, beat the market every time yeah he only went and he lost his arm yeah because he, he's been hit with a fucking space laser yeah it's like a satellite from up above which is designed to kill him yeah it, this is where things start to get a bit 
more and more mad in this I was going to say a bit more and more anime. Yeah, it's just very anime. It's like, oh, I'll, I'll sort this one out, mate. One moment here. It's like kind of, oi, you kids out there, stop bouncing that ball. He just pops up into space. Oi, buff. <laughs> yeah. Sparks it, mate. <laughs> Sparks him right out. Sparks his arm off. That entire fucking facility falls from the sky. There's something quite beautiful about seeing a space station fall from the sky. I will stop short saying I hope to see that in my lifetime because obviously, you know, that's going to result in the loss of human life and assumedly some really cool space stuff. So, mm. you know, I'd like to see it in movies more, let's just say. Yeah. Again, things are getting more anime. Tetsuro has lost his arm. Mm. Canada nearly gets hit by the space laser, but a shield goes around him for some reason. And Tetsuro goes into space, just flies off into space. No big deal. Beats up a space laser. <laughs> and then builds an arm out of shit on the floor. What would you build an arm out of if you lost yours? Flesh and bone. <laughs> you got none of that around the house, Tommy. Right. I assume it has to be um, around the house. Probably a Pringles tube. Yeah. And, you know, like one of those medical gloves. Yeah. Fill that full of jelly. <laughs> And <laughs> stick that uh, over the end of a Pringles tube. I was going to say, that would like emulate your handshake quite well, because you've traditionally yeah, yeah. struggled in the, the, the clasping department. Oh, it's not firm. Yeah, I would go with some frozen tuna steaks yeah. and pepperami for the fingers. Oh, very long, long fingers. Um, I know, but then I could play guitar wicked good. Long, thin fingers. Yeah, long, thin fingers to shred with. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scientist is watching all this go down, Sam, and he has what we call in the industry of science a data boner. He does. He's he's fascinated by what's going on here. Oh, the secrets of the universe is like, mate, it's just a bunch of wavy lines, all right? It just looks like a really good visualizer for Windows Media Player is what it looks like, all right? For, for Winamp. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great, yeah. <laughs> like, what is that visualization? What does that mean? It just means there's some energy or it's something. It's like the energy levels. They had overlaid it with Acura, so it's kind of ideas that, like... He's now becoming like more powerful, almost, it seems right. like, than Akira was. And it's like, whoa! And he's like, he's picking up all these, like, unknown particles. Like, basically, like, it's like, they're replicating parts of the Big Bang, it almost feels like. Because it's like, mm. new particles forming and, like, energy levels that have never been seen. And he pretty much reckons that if they ride this out, they'll uncover all the secrets of the universe. Which, in fairness, that's been kind of something that's been bugging us for a while. And I wouldn't mind having a few of those myself. Yeah, I mean, you know, all, all of those government guys, the big council were all upset about it well what what are we putting all this funding into and i'm like everything mate secrets all the, the secrets you and when you retire eventually you settle down to learn the secrets of the universe while your time ticks away that's what it's for yeah so he heads over to a stadium the olympic stadium and the colonel brings his lady friends to confront him thinking that i don't know maybe shifting will get us out of this one yeah and then he sits in a again more anime more mad more i don't know what's going on you sit in a chair mm-hmm. his robot arm is starting to sprout like veiny latchy tentacles he comes oh, yeah. in with his cape and says that's nothing <laughs> shut up go away and i'm like it is nah. something though in it <laughs> like <laughs> your arm is latching onto the chair that you're sitting in do you know the pink slime they make hot dogs from have you ever seen the video about this the pink slime i thought that was to do with mcnuggets oh yeah like many foods are originate from the pink slime yeah yeah and it's just like hyper processed kind of ooze yeah and i figure that's what he is there he's hot dog paste held together with anuses absolutely yes now the good thing about this 
this gooey mess that we encounter here mm. is that it's quite nice that it's rendered in this form of animation. Mm. If you imagine this as a kind of CGI real life situation, it loses everything on you. Then it has yeah. no impact. No, there's almost like a beauty to it. There is a weird organic beauty to it, mate. Just don't show up to my house looking like this. Yeah, I'll show you the door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't hide that shit under a cave. It's still so gross, though, isn't it? It's Yikimageddon is what it it's is, It's probably yucky. I feel bad for Kairi, because this is, like, typically your first OK Cupid date right here, isn't it? Like, they show up, what's that? <clears throat> Nothing. They try and show you Kyria, and then they fucking burst into a visceral nightmare. Like, just puss everywhere. Your date gets shot by a colonel at one point, you know. I love how he's like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like, oh, I, I really want an ultra take where he's like, God, he goes bang and then he's like and he just falls over and dies like uh, one bullet is gonna end this thing like we just need a good sharpshooter in here guys put one between his eyes I'll do the trick call Um, him an ambulance I'll call you a hearse bang so Tetsuo inflates at this point yes he's kind of his, his power is peaking essentially he's kind of going through what Akira went through yeah he's not really in control he's just becoming this huge mass of a person he kind of swallows up his lady friend she just kind of falls into him rubbish day for her really yeah and the goblins come and they kind of they revive Akira and and Akira shows up he does a young little lad he yeah. is right this right it, what I'm gonna say now is it this film it's called Akira, Akira, right? Yeah. Doesn't show up until about <laughs> 15 minutes before the end. Care to explain? What's going on there? Main character. <laughs> Titular character. Eponymous. Imagine if the Star Wars didn't show up until 15 minutes before the end. Yeah. Imagine if the big Lebowski only showed up 15 minutes before the end. Imagine if Tomb Raider didn't show up in those <laughs> films, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So... He is kind of returned from his higher plane of existence. Yeah. And they essentially, they engulf everything in this white light and they kind of, they transport Tetsuo and they take Canada as well with them uh, to this kind of dreamland, this dreamscape Flashback almost. dreamland. And we actually get to see that as a kid that Tetsuo saw like the little goblin children being held and experimented on. You can see all the kids like as just regular kids with psychic powers and they were tested on and they were obviously held from their families and all that. Yeah. And all this is going on. The scientist is like, wow, it's the Big Bang. And then he gets crushed, driven by his own data to his death. (laughs) DDD, motherfucker. (laughs) And yeah, essentially through all of this, I mean, what do you think happens at the end here? At the end of this film, when the big light comes out and... (sighs) Because Canada comes out, he's okay, Kai's okay, their yeah. mate with the tie's alright, Zangief is alright. Yeah. The, the city has been leveled and water is flooding everywhere. And then we just get this big bright light and it's like, I'm Tetsuo. What happened, do you think? I don't, did, did Tetsuo, I don't fucking know. Did Tetsuo become ascend to some kind of higher plane of existence where he is... He's like a Kira now. He's oh, you're of, so close. You're so close. He, he's... He's God, basically, is what He's happens. He's God. He's God. And what you see at the end there, he starts a new Big Bang. It's basically like, let's start over. That's right. I, is what I think is meant. That's from it being explained to me by my nerd mates a whole bunch yeah. of times over and over again. It's never really stuck because when this came on, I was like, the hell is this? It's like, it always catches me off guard. I mean, was the mm. ending for this like random for you at all? Or was it off-putting? Because it was a bit weird. I think 
this film really throws everything into its final act, doesn't it? I feel like I got swallowed by that big ball of white light. <laughs> In a way, you, you did, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it a bit, bit confusing. Bit weird. I, I kind of wonder if the ending of that, and then kind of you've got the ending, and then we you know we started right back in here. Do you think the mm. ending shook you a little bit? Because talking through the movie, it seemed that you were following everything fairly decently, and you were enjoying everything, and you kind of you know bar a few moments, it seems that everything was making most of sense. But I think that ending is the real fucking double whammy of nonsense. I think so. I think yeah. I, I end- don't mean nonsense. I mean non hyphen sense. As in, for idiots like us who find it hard to work things out. Yeah, towards the end, shit goes balls to the wall mad, doesn't it? Mm, proper yeah. mad. I think that's maybe my perception of anime. That, <laughs> like, it's just, there's some really out there shit going on. Now, I wonder, because I think a lot mm. this, the anime I think most people have seen, because it's, it's always put on this pedestal, it's yeah. regarded as to be, like, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time. Most, you know, punters will say greatest anime of all time, at least in terms of success and cult status in the West. Okay. I mean, you've seen, obviously, some kids' stuff. You've seen some Ghibli. Now you've seen some proper down and dirty, gritty, violent, sci-fi, mind-bending stuff. Mm. Are you intrigued? Do you want to go further than this rabbit hole? Or, like it is done with many of my friends, did Akira put you off a little bit? What I will say, much like your dad trying some foreign cuisine, is, you know what, it was nice. I'm glad I've experienced it. Mm. I'm alright for now for trying a bit more. (laughs) I'm a bit full. Right, I see. Yeah, I'm a bit full of anime for just now. And what was it that is is driving that? Is it the the difficulty with the the quite abstract elements of the plot? Is it the gore and the ick factor? What is it? Do you think that's there seems to be a barrier to entry for you still? And I think so. It's not the visuals. I would say it's not the visuals. I think that film looked incredible, and I do like the art style. And I will say as well, it's something we haven't mentioned. I feel mm. very silly we've not the soundtrack. The fucking ambience of that music. When you hit those big scenes, it's... Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. There's some great sound stuff going on here. One thing I did want to talk about, there's a lot of great use of silence in this Mm. film. Yeah, yeah. There's some scenes where everything's kind of crazy, but it's just completely dead silent. Mm. I think that happens after some explosions yeah or with some of the kids and stuff um very um poignant use of silence that i don't think you would get in maybe some western films i don't think they're willing to try stuff like that and just leave out sound for a bit but it works really well it helps that whole kind of if it's dreamy or if everything's kind of bizarre it really helps with that and what's really killed as well is that like there have been countless attempts to make this for a Western audience. At one point, it was like, you know, going to be complete whitewash. Leonardo DiCaprio was tied in. And you know they lose all of that subtlety and nuance. Yeah. A live-action Akira is the most, like, I think it's one of the most redundant things ever. You know, it's like a live-action yellow submarine as far as I'm concerned. Mm. The animation is the key. Now, there is rumours still that it's going to go ahead. I think Takoichi is is thinking about making it and keeping the ethnicity intact. Yeah. But I mean, Hollywood's not got a great track record with adapting anime. I don't know if you saw Ghosts in the Shell. Obviously, you've not seen the original anime. but Not seen either, no. Yeah, they, I don't know. They struggle with that a little bit, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like what the thing was that made me feel a bit uh, about this. It's just quite jarring and maybe not a form of 
film that I am familiar enough with. Mm, I think so, because it's, it's quite a big one to start with in many ways, isn't it? I don't want to just sound like, well, it's the anime, I don't know. Like, it's weird, because it's, that's not quite it. That's not I, quite yeah, the thing. And I think it's a bit it's a bit unfair on that entire genre. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah. Anime is not necessarily... Like, as I thought as a kid, I thought manga and anime meant, like, those first experiences when I turned on Street Fighter 2 and it's blood and guts. It's not. Like, some of the best anime I've watched no, no, yeah, is yeah. entirely comedy-based, situation-based. Billy always sends me the fucking weird... Like, there's an anime that Billy got me onto uh, mm. called Polar Bear's Cafe. And right. it's about a polar bear who runs a cafe with... And there's a uh, a panda that goes there as well, and a penguin, and they have a nice time. Yeah. Like, so they're not, you know, anime is like saying film, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, I don't want to like say this is what anime is. I think a lot of people think it is though. But whatever this genre of anime is, I think it was just a bit jarring and slightly perplexing for me. Mm. Was it what you expected, really? Then I don't know because I didn't know what to expect. Hmm. But I, th- I think in some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. I'm confused because I, I don't feel like I love it, but I don't feel like I hate it and I don't feel that it's bad. It's so bad because, like, I'm sitting here right now and I just have this urge. It's like, Kevin, show him Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> you know, like, show him, like, that's the solution I have to try and explain this away yeah. or get you back on board is to show you more anime. And I could sit here and recommend you a million series on, like, Netflix, if you're looking to dip your toe in the water, and not just you, anyone who's kind of listening mm. and thinking, hmm, maybe some more anime if you just watched, say, an Akira or something big like that fucking cracking selection of some real surreal stuff and some real classic stuff on like Netflix there's loads of stuff available Crunchyroll which is like free to download you can watch with a few ads like scores of classic anime for for absolutely free so like it's it's very accessible. It's never been more easy to watch anime. Like, gone are the days that I used to have to go to a special shop and, like, walk yeah. past some really weird porn to find a few anime DVDs. It's easy as shit to find now, you know? There's great stuff, even on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, one thing I will say about my feelings about this film mm-hmm. is that when I had finished watching it and I felt a bit like, oh, okay, I felt like I was in the wrong for not enjoying it fully right and i think i said that at the start that i was like maybe i was watching it wrong Mm. like maybe i was not i was trying too hard or not hard enough or something but such was my realization that this is like an important thing this film and that i i can see that it is good Mm. but that kind of doesn't quite fit in with how i literally felt watching it but yeah I, i felt that the onus was on me and that i had made a mistake by not enjoying it as much as i thought i should and I think that says, tells a lot about like how much I think that film deserves the acclaim that it has. Yeah. I get it. I get why it's good. I would almost say this is one of those very rare cases on this where I kind of feel like your initial gut reaction here and quickly yeah. gone through it here now. It almost feels like in a day or two when you've had a chance to really might think change. about it. Because I think it's one of those movies that it gets under your skin and it gets into your subconscious and you will, you know, you'll find yourself thinking about this, I think. And yeah. it'll, it'll itch away at you and you'll probably end up watching it again. Again, like that's mm. kind of that's what happened with me in Akira because my first time I were going like okay similarly I, I get this is a big deal and all but like when I first watched it I was quite perplexed you know yeah but that was my experience with like most anime I watched the first time around like Metropolis mm. or or Ghost in a Shell I was pretty lost like you know mm. it's 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 dense and it's like it's not the failing of the feature I would say it's usually yeah. like you're not used to getting this I much got info. that feeling but it's yeah. not like 
this film is bad. I know what I'm talking about. It's more like, this film is good. <laughs> I'm a ding-dong. <laughs> well, but, like, if you just compare, yeah. like, if you're on a diet of purely Western storytelling, and then you yeah. come at you here with this thing, which is really fucking unique, and it's like, it's showing you this world and not telling you everything, but implying mm. things, and there's all these layers of meaning. That's the thing that strikes me most about this, is that it's really indicative of just a different type of storytelling. What I will say, and I, I've said this about when people want, try and get me into the Smiths, right? <laughs> Now, bear with me. Morrissey bear with me. is a cunt, and that's why I won't do it. <laughs> Correct. But when people try and get me into the Smiths, I think what's happened is that I have been really into bands who have been really into the Smiths. Uh-huh. And I have listened to like a diluted version of the Smiths. Like I've listened to the bits of the Smiths that people have taken mm. and used for their thing and mixed it with other stuff. And I feel like that's kind of what's happened with Akira here, is that I've mm. watched stuff that has taken things from Akira, and then watching actual Akira feels like I'm just drinking, like, p- pure, undiluted cordial. I was just going to say a sip of cordial, like, yeah. yeah. I'm so used to the watered-down stuff, but, like, yeah, my, my taste, my palate is not quite ready. This is so interesting. <laughs> I, I'm going to wait to see what the feedback is from this until I, you know, I would like to do another anime swirl, but I kind of feel like I don't want to be that guy who chucks, because that's the thing, that the floodgates are open now. You're going to have a million people in your mentions recommending right. your stuff. And that's kind yeah. of, that's the unfortunate only medicine seems to be available for perplexed anime experiences. More, More anime. anime. <laughs> have all the anime in the world. But all I'll say is anyone who's recommending your stuff, myself included, means well and has your best interests oh, yeah, at heart. I'm sure they do. Wrapping up here, Sam, if you're to give this movie a bit of an old star rating, what would it be? Right. For this one, I'm going to go slap bang down the middle. I'm going to say three star wipes. Oh, three star wipes. You heard it here first. Oh, hello. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swell. This episode was produced by Kevin. It was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. Remember, you can like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. You can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, you can send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Remember, if you haven't already, to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. And if you want to help us out, recommend us to a friend. Oh, and while I've got you here, remember that you can get your official Fizzy Bastards t-shirts over at teespring.com forward slash Fizzy Bastards. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.